Hiya. Welcome back to Miss Adventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge, and today I'm talking about Mardi Gras. I was recently in New Orleans and everywhere I went, I saw beads. Walking down the streets, you'd see them hanging on houses, cars, even hanging on power lines and trees in some of the really nice and wealthy areas. It's no wonder everyone's still talking about it throughout the whole year. They've got a constant reminder of it. Now, I'm a very visual person, so whenever I saw these beads, because I hadn't been through it or experienced it, I'd always have new questions about what it was like, how the city went through this whole stage of, you know, going from a really nice place to be to an incredibly hectic place to be with people giving out beads everywhere. And I'd heard tales of parades and people dressing up. I'd always just start conversations about it. So I struck up a conversation with Sawyer and Chris, the next door neighbors of the girl that I was staying with when I was in New Orleans. And the really cool thing about this chat that I'm going to be sharing with you is that you've got a fly on the wall position of this conversation. There's questions, there's perspectives, and there's a whole lot of sharing. Now, Chris, who's lived in New Orleans for a year, and Sawyer, who has lived in New Orleans for a couple of months. Now, they'd both moved here, and this is a fresh perspective of what Mardi Gras is. And it was really cool to learn about American cultural norms like tailgating, and we even covered life in New Orleans from an event or party perspective. Now, this chat takes place on the front porch of a shotgun house, so there's a bit of background noise. We're talking cicadas, even the odd train and car driving past every now and then. But that just adds to the authenticity of what it was like to be in New Orleans. So let me take you there. What did you know about Carnival in New Orleans before you moved here? I knew nothing Except, like, the parts that you see on TV or, like, on... Maybe it was, like, in the old real world or something. There was, like, the part that happens in the French Quarter and it's, like, women showing their breasts and shit and beads and... Mm -hmm. And that's not all... Like, that's, like, less than 1% of... Or less... It's, like, it's like half of half of 1% of what Mardi Gras is. Like, that's definitely the minority. It's not... That's not what locals do. That's, like, for tourists. What do locals do then? So locals, it's a variety. I mean, some of them are really into the costumes and into the... They go down to different chunks of the parade routes. And uh, others, like the version I got because of a colleague of mine um, who was born and raised here, was is more like a... It's more like a several-week-long tailgate. Like, they just... They claim chunks of territory. They set up um, kind of canopies, and they have grills and they have chairs and tables and they just kind of hang out and barbecue but for like weeks <laughs> like every day they come back and they they go back to their t- their little zone and they yeah and, and it's a very the way it was explained to me is that it's like you know for locals it's like the one time a year that everybody gets together that they'll actually still see like old friends or people they don't see very often everybody's just very happy and drunk yeah. and actually going to Mardi Gras helped me understand why people like tailgating because before that I had no idea I would, it just seemed like this moronic thing that people do before <laughs> football games well American football games what's tailgating it's like when people they have hang like hang out by their cars they hang out food. by cars and RVs and and it's crazy like they and and sometimes at least at Drink. IU people would actually 
mostly like they'd show up for the football game and, and form these giant tailgating parties kind of like in what might look like a park otherwise of like thousands and thousands of people you know like they're just barbecuing getting drunk hanging out throwing up watching but, the game or? but sort of before the game typically but it's or it, like it can last through the game it can be yeah, after the game more people it's at, generally like a meet up beforehand for a lot of uh, games though more people are more interested in the tailgating than in the game like so mm-hmm. they don't even go into the stadium <laughs> they're outside the stadium but they don't necessarily go in for the game right. they just like track it on like a super bowl so it, people will go is this like really social thing like people are just into the whole like there's a whole bunch of us together, we're barbecuing, we're having fun kind of thing. But yeah, going to Mardi Gras, at least that version of it along St. Charles, like, kind of, I was like, oh, this is why people like tailgating. Because I guess kind of what it is, you're just, you know, eating Same. good food, chilling, hanging out. And occasionally a prey goes by. Like, every, like, <laughs> every, like, 45 minutes or so, a new one will start up on some of the, on most of the days and nights. And... And there's, like, high school marching bands. Like, everybody gets to see their, like, their schools go by, and then there's floats. The same family will choose, like, the same spot to be in Yeah, there. they'll so have their spots, yeah. Their friends will know if yeah. they want to see that person, they go by to that intersection yeah. or Yeah, or it's usually groups of friends have been doing this for years, so, yeah, they just, they all have claims and and they set up ladders for the kids to sit on. Like, little kids will sit up on ladders, and they get, like... They get piled up with beads and with, you know, um, um, everything. Because we were driving down, I think it's St. Charles, and it's just everywhere. There's beads on the trees. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everything, and you've got these gorgeous houses, and then beads all in the trees, you know? Yeah, it's it's kind of, I mean, it's a terrible waste, but... <laughs> but it, it, it's Plastic, and then it goes to the sewer, and then well, it goes yeah, to they, the river, and then it goes to the... This past down. year, they cleaned out just... They spent a whole bunch of money just to clean out the storm drains and like, I think it was a one-mile stretch, and they found something like seven or eight tons, like T-O-N-N-E-S, of beads like just in the storm drains clogging everything up this is this really weird dumb problem that they have here that's not and they're not by but they do recycle them i mean there there are big bins to put them in that and they do get recycled in some sense um a lot of people will so people will collect them if they live here and then whenever they're on a float which inevitably happens if you're here long i guess or you might get the opportunity to be on a float because it, it costs money like it Oh, I think my understanding is it can cost like up to a thousand dollars your either eight hundred or a thousand dollars your first year to be on a big float right. just a person is a bunch of money the first year and then it gets a little less subsequent years I don't understand why it's, it's just I overheard this the other day yeah. so it's usually it's something that's like poor people don't have money for that shit like yeah. they're the they're the ones like carrying the torches in, in mm-hmm. front of the <laughs> so, like if you want to get dressed up and wear a big costume and stand on there, you have to pay money. Yeah, I mean, because you have to have like eight hundred dollars worth of shitty beads that you're gonna throw out, you know, or and and other throws. They call they're not all beads. It's not that it actually costs money to like you don't actually have to pay to be there. You just have to buy all of this stuff to. You have to buy all this stuff, but I think you also have to pay some kind of membership to it. I yeah. think. And you were also talking to me about how people have access to, like, bathrooms and water. Yeah, so there's people who stay out of the territory will, like, pay people who live along the parade route to, like, mm-hmm. use their their bathrooms and stuff. Yeah. And, which is important. And which yeah. is atypical of actual ter- tailgating. It's so crazy. Yeah, the, the parade route is pretty long, the main one. But then again, there, there are these parades 
Actually, one of the parades that people were saying is the most fun, that's the most costumey, mm. starts right over here. And I, I mean, I saw it and heard it, and I was, it was one of the things I was like, oh, that looks interesting. But I had no idea what it was, and that it was like this super sought-after... I mean, it's the one where, like, the people in the costumes go to that parade, mm. and it starts... Yeah, it starts in this neighborhood, and then it goes towards the quarter. Is there, um, like, a start? Like... Will there be an event that goes, this is the start of Carnival, and then obviously like there's an end, which is the Tuesday before Wednesday? So, yeah, there's some sort of start that involves the, the people that they call Indians. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But there's these new, they're, they're called Mardi Gras Indians, and they're, they're sort of, the city is carved up into chunks, and each chunk has like a chief. Or a king or a queen? The king and the queens have more to do with parades or with crews and things. These are chiefs, and they have these elaborate Native American-looking outfits, like super elaborate. Like you might see something like that in Carnival in Brazil, like these elaborate feathery things that the person looks gigantic um, when they're wearing them. But they like hand make them every year, and they remake them year to year. And so, traditionally, my understanding is the before Mardi Gras, like these these chiefs would sort of come together ritualistically and kind of like so we have like mitigating conflict between different parts of the city that were like ethnically different or but there's so there's still some rituals that happen like one happens right across the bridge uh mm -hmm. to the lower ninth but i haven't gone to any of them yeah i mean it's you know it's it was a very ethnically diverse city and i think there was historically a lot of strife and so they had these like ritualized catharsis pre-mardi gras every year involving these chiefs who represented the like each chief would be followed by like you know musicians and marchers and everything and they'd all kind of come together in certain central locations so and then they won't have like a ritual and then they yeah and then i think people merge into bigger and bigger parades and, and and end up probably end up in the quarter but i don't even know I, I didn't i didn't see any of that aspect of it i only got like i mean i probably went to like 20 parades but that's probably like Whoa. but there were like there were at least a hundred parades like wow. in the month like it, I went to a tiny fraction and it's all different streets different neighborhoods that all host different parades different yeah schools. I mean the bigger ones are all along a similar parade route okay. on the uptown St. Charles, Charles. Okay. yeah the, the streets that you said had the beats yeah mm. um, still hanging so most of the big big parades happen there but this there's still a whole bunch of other parades that happen in other areas. You said schools. Like public like, schools? Like, yeah, like... Actually not public schools here, charter schools? Well, well have... yeah, they have marching bands, and so the marching bands are kind of interspersed between floats. Oh, um, it's not like... You know, it's fun for them. Rosa they get Park to be... Middle school has a parade. No, no, they're just like... They have their, mar their, their marching band come by and play something. Mm, that's yeah. cool. Like, it breaks it up. Yeah, yeah. And those come from all over the state. Like, there'll be, like, marching bands from, like, all surround. I mean, I think it's just a big deal to, like, march in Mardi Gras if you're, like, mm. in a high school marching band in the south. Um, or probably <laughs> in, like, Mississippi, Louisiana. Um, if I recall, they were from, like, all over Mississippi, maybe even Texas. And, yeah, and people are different degrees of wild. Like, there were some people in our little group that were pretty out of hand. Like, they were, like, this one girl, like, brought a megaphone and was like kind of taunting people that were marching by like and actually even sexually harassing the men i think just 
I mean, she was super drunk, and we were all kind of like, "Come on, like, <laughs> cut it out, like, you know." But, but she was, uh, she was having fun, and, and we we didn't. There was no These stopping are all her. Work colleagues. No, like I was there with a work colleague, but there were many friends oh, and yeah. and husbands and wives and girlfriends, and there were yeah. other people in that group. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's a big community thing that brings people together. Definitely. Yeah, and so the part that you see on TV is like this tiny piece that happens near the corridor that's much more just tourists. It's like by tourists, for tourists kind of thing. Whereas, (laughs) but yeah, there are some locals. Like Whitney's really into the costumes. She makes costumes. She wears costumes. Some people really like costumes. There's a whole like exhibit in the Presbyterian or Presbyterian or some that the. museum that has all the Mardi Gras mm-hmm. the pictures of the costumes and they've got some there but then there's all these other drawings of costumes that people wanted to make and some of them are just <laughs> so amazing you know yeah people put in a lot of effort yeah yeah that's fun I mean that's the other aspect of it is just seeing like people you know like march by because like, uh, it's such a community vibe sort of thing. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly mm. at the same time school is going on yeah. Like regular middle school, regular yeah. high school. I mean, it's understood that things will get dicer and dicer as you hit, like, the actual weekend of Mar- Like, the big weekend with Lundi Gras and Mardi Gras at the... Mm-hmm. the oh, and Martin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it must be... Lundi Gras is the Monday and Mardi Gras is the Tuesday. In French, Lundi. Right. It's Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Monday. Is a Tuesday. That makes sense. Yeah. So Monday's a big day. Okay. See, I skipped Tuesday so completely because be I wasn't. The Fat Tuesday is yeah. Mardi Gras. Yeah. But yeah, I was so burnt out that, and I didn't want to deal with the tourists and shit, so I, I skipped the Tuesday. But I, I was out Monday. Hmm. But I was just like, I. I've seen enough. I've seen like 20 grades there. And then there was a couple I missed that I should have seen there because they're that were like there's like there's one very like technological parade where it's just all super high tech like compared to the other things. Um, cool. Like, you know, in, like in terms of floats and like floats production. and technology and yeah, yeah, it's just much more electronic and and uh they had lights. Yeah. They had solar power. Mm. No, everybody's got lights, but like you know, they had lasers. Like, they had lasers <laughs> and giant screens and I don't know other big confetti cannons. They could have had holograms because those exist now. Um, have you heard about the balls as well? Like it's like Mardi Gras the parade, but then you have the balls, which are like these masquerade balls. Are, like, oh yeah, yeah. I've hair. some of them are very risque and very party till all hours of the morning sort of thing. I meant more like like highly sexual like more like there's a lot of like uh eyes wide shut (laughs) shit that happens in some of these balls so some of the balls are more adult only like highly sexual they're more like i guess people's idea of like a masquerade Mm -hmm. and then there's there's some that styles yeah just yeah yeah like actually orgies or like more like there's just like less people, clothing. I think both, um, um, and I think like yeah, they were saying that Justin, our friend Justin, uh, he went to one of them, and the, because they didn't like his outfit, they made him take off all his clothes, <laughs> except his, and just wear his underwear. The whole they get the ball or whatever. That was like you can only come in if you like remove all your clothes, and so. Wow. Or no, no, they might have put him in a cage for a while, <laughs> like it was a punishment. Like yeah, they just some of these balls are kind of. You know, they're just people being weird, having fun. Debaucherous. 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 Debaucherous.
Um, well, yeah. Just too normal. I, I, I find it pretty nice. Pretty comfortable. It's crazy how it's such a thing, though. Like, it's cultural. Like, we have the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras in Sydney. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one, maybe a weekend, you know? And that's mm-hmm. it. And, like, it's, it's this huge festival. And I think, like, one of the big parks becomes this cultural hub, which seems really fun. Yeah. But that's all it is. Like, you know, it, it's not, like, a real big other side to it it's like everybody just gets stressed up and you, you walk in the parade and like I think it was like the 40th year or 50th year this year and Cher played and it was amazing mm. you know it, it like it ends with this huge bang but yeah. yeah nowhere near is like encompassing of the whole city mm. as carnival yeah I think they do a huge gay pride parade thing here too they have parades all the time I just don't even I tune them out I think a lot I mean you know you can get kind of burnt out on <laughs> parades but there's parades all the time and event like there's something called French Quarter Fest which is also pretty awesome because they they shut down huge chunks of the French Quarter and then they and then the shops. shut down the roads right. and then you can just kind of be out in the streets and, and there's just it's a free it's like a, a giant totally free music festival that's pretty and it's like three or four days it's, it's long and it's all free and it's, it's cars. really good, yeah, it's, so it's just pedestrians, like, huh. you know, you, it's a lot friendlier for pedestrians during that. But yeah, it's a really, yeah, it's a, it was a remarkable thing, I've never seen anything like that. When does that um, happen? It was, a uh, maybe it was in May, it was like, it was like a month or, or so after Mardi Gras. It was really, really good. All kinds of music, a specific type of music. It was all kinds. I mean, but especially music from, from here. here or from mostly from New Orleans. Yeah, it was mostly jazz and and other New Orleans music. Hmm. I mean, funk. There's a lot of funk, more dancey stuff sometimes. Then there's jazz fest. I couldn't afford to go to jazz fest, but that's a huge thing as well. It costs a lot of money. I mean, you could volunteer. There's some people that go for free because they volunteer. I mean, they volunteer. I mean, if I really, really wanted to go, uh, I would have done that, but I wasn't that desperate. I mean, you know, because you have bands like Aerosmith and it's like, it doesn't, that doesn't motivate me. I, I could have, but I just, you know, I wasn't hearing names of bands that really appealed to me that much. Even... But it's a lot of local stuff, too. There's a lot of after shows where you can also see the same bands outside of those really expensive tickets. So I saw a bunch of after shows during Jazz Fest. And then while that's going on, there's a free music festival in Lafayette, which is called Festival International, which I want to go to next year because it's, it's, it's free. And it's, I mean, Lafayette's where you would get more Cajun culture. Cool. Like, this is not Cajun, this is Creole. So Actually, my tour guide said that it's rare to find Cajuns in the city because they don't like it. You get a few now and then, and mm-hmm. their accents are amazing <laughs> like it just like they're 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 wonderful just because it doesn't sound like anything else because it's a mixture of like spanish french yeah uh spanish french uh american well english yeah and, and uh, african but yeah i figured the free music festival is a good excuse to go to lafayette and and see i mean that's where you would get cajun food and actual cajun music and stuff like yeah. is it far from here I think it's like an hour and a half, something like that. Sort of in the direction of Texas. 
So that's it for this week. I really wanted to share that chat with you because it was really cool to speak to some people who had experienced New Orleans a little bit like how I had. They were quite new to the city. Chris was the most established in his life in New Orleans and Sawyer was learning still and it was cool to have that infancy of an understanding of what it's like to live in New Orleans. Stay tuned because next week I will be talking to a local who grew up there, lived through Katrina and everything else. You know, the the city has made this person who they've come to be and it's a really awesome contrast. And I really wanted to get this first perspective out so you could see the difference. So stay tuned for that one. And like always, if you're enjoying the podcast, do your girl a solid and leave us a review on iTunes or on Podchaser or just let me know. Have a chat with me. I'm always open for that conversation. Mm-hmm.